45 years ago, I was a deacon and I was preparing to be um, ordained a priest. I can't tip it because I have the wine in there now, but um, it's, it's a tradition for a priest to, to, uh, a priest to be, to uh, get, a, get a chalice and a paten, you know, and uh, usually the family buys it. That's typical. So uh, this one was, uh, actually th this one was uh, uh, Father Peter Nugent who taught music in the seminary and was a classmate of Cardinal Mahoney and, and a teacher of mine for many years, uh, had this, this style and I, I liked it. The, the only difference was my node, this part, the stone was a little different. But on the bottom, uh, I had engraved the names of my family, Larry Perry, Barry Terry, Jerry, Gary, Mary, so that and whenever I celebrate Mass, I would be uh, remembering them. Now, um, to get your chalice, to possess it, is the goal. I mean, you don't want to be spending um, 20 years, uh, well, what am I going to get? Well, should it be gold or silver? I mean, how big or small? You know, do I want figures on it? You've got to land at some point and say, this is what I want. And then when you get it, you possess it. it it's yours. It, it, it's, it's a thing that you have. But Jesus is not usually talking about uh, the kingdom of heaven as a thing that you have. It's a thing that you're seeking. And he loved to describe it in this way. So today we have a, a, a set of scriptures, uh, and they focus really on the same thing, but in slightly different ways. The first reading, talking about wisdom. And wisdom in the, in the scriptures is really a kind of a personification of God. Uh, you could almost say God where you say wisdom because the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is like, the scripture says today, a beautiful woman, elegant, lovely. And everybody, everybody looks at her and says, oh my goodness, she's just gorgeous, wonderful. And they want to be near her and it's not in a lascivious way or or a, a sexual ugly, it, it's, it's the beauty of her just overcomes one. And this is what the scripture says, wisdom is like this, and, and you need to want it. You need to want wisdom. Um, all of us here are, are baptized, I can see, uh, and probably, mo well, maybe, baptized? No. Uh, maybe not confirmed, all of us, but... Uh, when we receive the gift of the Spirit in baptism and we're anointed with the oil and the Spirit of God, um, we believe that you know, we're filled with, with God's love. And, but then we go on later to be confirmed. And we get anointed again with the oil, with the Spirit of God. But in this anointing, the church focuses us differently. The church says, you're going to receive the gifts of the Spirit. And they're all drawn from Scripture. There's these seven gifts. And one of them is wisdom. And again, we, we receive the gift, but it's the kingdom of God and the gift of the Spirit are not like a thing, like a chalice that you possess. It's a thing, and it's an inner thing. And it's, it affects everything that you do when you open that gift and use that gift of wisdom. Now, we are pretty good at teaching the young people that they're going to receive the gifts, naming the gifts, describing the gifts, but what I think we don't do very well is to help them learn how to open that gift again and again and again. In other words, we should be teaching our young people to be wisdom seekers. 
always seeking wisdom. I have a friend that whenever they come uh, comes over, um, I'll say, well, what would you like for dinner? <laughs> and he, he almost always says this, what am I tasting? What am I tasting? And, and, and it, it cracks me up because it's kind of like that is, that is the dynamic, what am, I, what am I desiring? It's in that space, it's in that space of desiring, seeking, thirsting, wanting, hoping for, that, that the kingdom of God is there and it, it comes alive for us. So what if we were wisdom seekers, the spirit of the scriptures today, always looking, always looking for and wanting and desiring wisdom in our lives. And whenever we made a choice, especially a big one, we first started by saying, God, fill me with that gift of wisdom. Open that gift with me now. David Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau, wrote this line. I want to get it exact. He says, it's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. People look at all kinds of things, but doesn't mean that they really see their value or what it really means in life. For example, if, if I were doing a baptism right now and I then took the oil and I anointed them, somebody might say, oh, look at, oh, that's, that looks like nice oil. Oh, look, he's putting it on that, ba that baby's head. Ah, look, he did it in the form of a cross. It, it says all that, you know. It, they see what's happening. They're looking at what's happening, but do they see what's happening? Because we, with eyes of faith, say, ah, yes, it's oil. And yes, the church used it because the, the oil is a great symbol. It gets absorbed into the skin. But what am I seeing? Am I seeing God's Spirit covering this person? God's Spirit entering into this person? Do I see, with my eyes of faith, do I see something dynamic and powerful happening, opening the doors of, of new and spirit-filled life for this person? So, we come to this gospel, and once again, Jesus, the great teacher, uh, he, he goes for that, that space, that, that, that thing that's going on inside, and he uses this parable of a, of a Ten virgins, wise ones and foolish ones. And what makes the difference is the wise ones were prepared. In advance, they thought wisely. Oh, let's see, I need this much oil. I better take an extra flask. And they, they prepared out the scenario so that they would be ready. And they were ready because they were wise people. It's unwise to go to something but not be prepared. But the unwise ones, the foolish ones, were the ones who didn't think it through. Now, it, it doesn't mean that, I mean, it doesn't tell us anything. That, it doesn't say that they didn't have enough money. It appears that they just didn't think it through. They weren't prepared. And it's not a very wise thing to be unprepared. This last week, I went to the gas station, and, um, um, and I pulled in, and I got my card out, and I do the thing, the tap and all that, and it wouldn't take it. I don't know why. I probably did it wrong. And, and I, uh, so I was a little frustrated, and I didn't want to go in and exchange money and all that, so I just said, ah, I'll get it later. Well, I forgot. So uh, two days later, I'm driving somewhere, and bing, the light goes on. And, I thought, and it was at night, and I thought, oh, Lord, Lord. I was unprepared. I was foolish. 
It was foolish of me to, to be at the gas station. All I had to do was go in and give them a $10 bill or whatever and say, I just want a little gas. But I didn't do it. I didn't want to go through the trouble. I was foolish. Foolishness, it isn't you know, that you're bad or it isn't that you, you don't care, but it's, it's just not prudently, as the scripture says today, prudently thinking it through. And Jesus says, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. The wise virgins who are ready, they're ready for anything. What's it mean to be ready for anything? That, that you face life and, and you're ready. You're, 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 you're expecting uh, even the unexpected. Because to be in that space in our head and in our heart is seeing things. And seeing things for what they are and what they can be, it opens up possibilities. Mm, what am I having a taste for? That space is a lively and exciting space. And Jesus says, that's what the kingdom of heaven is like. So I could ask it this way. Uh, I think we've come here today to this celebration of the Eucharist to get our oil. To get our oil for the week. What's your oil? Is that for some people, it's the Word of God. They just love the Word of God. And they, they get their oil. Their flask gets filled. And it feeds them. It takes care of them all week. They light it again and again. For others, it's the Eucharist. I'm not saying it's either or, but for others, there's, there's people here who, who didn't get to come for the Eucharist for about two months, three months, way back. And they said, Father, I, I love watching on television, but it's just not the same. I... I want the Eucharist. They, they hunger for it. And that's their oil that lights their lamp. And depending on where we're at today, uh, it could be that some are having financial difficulties. Some are, are uh, um, they're living constantly now with their husband or wife and it's driving them crazy. Some are, are struggling with their kids. There's either social issues or, or uh, spiritual issues going on. Some are depressed because uh, it's winter and it's dark and it's pandemic. Some are bored. So we come here and, and to me, this is not like a chalice. This is not a thing. We, we check it off and we did it. This is an experience. Not just looking at, but seeing. Seeing. It's the oil that we need for our lamps. And I would propose to you that the most important thing that we can do between our getting up and getting here is to enter that space of desiring, seeking. What am I tasting? What is it? What do I need? Because when we get here, sometime during this experience, we should have had a, a little encounter with God that's very personal. What am I tasting? Lord, what do I need? I seek you. I want you. Give me your wisdom. Give me your spirit. It's in that seeking that the kingdom of God comes alive. It's, it, it's even more than just like receiving the host, the communion, because that is a thing that we take into our mouth and in our body. We say we receive the body of Christ. Wonderful. But what do we see when we do that, that's the key. 
So Jesus, once again in, in this parable, as in all the parables, he's trying to describe kind of the, the indescribable because it isn't a thing, it's, it's a way, it's a, it's a road, it's a, it's a journey, it's an encounter. And uh, it's mysterious and wonderful. It's filled with life, full of life, and it passes. So we are here. And when I finally stop talking, uh, continue, we'll pray, we'll receive Eucharist, and then we'll go home. And our flasks will have been filled. And now the real experience of faith comes alive. Because what do we do? Are we wise or foolish? The foolish uh, virgins, they, they weren't prepared. They didn't think it through. And so they weren't ready, and they didn't get into the banquet. But the wise ones thought it through, and they were prepared, and they were welcomed in. And all this week, as a result of this oil that we have gotten to fill our flask at this celebration, should be able to light the pathway again and again and again. Especially, and I love to say this, especially in the negative experiences of life, in our sin, that's where we need to say, God, give me your wisdom. How do I move forward? How do I turn away from this? Give me the wisdom to see, to hear, to understand. Lord, with you and your wisdom, I can see everything differently. I can open the eyes of my heart, and I can really see.